Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of November 26. In the news, the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia are meeting in Sochi. Parliamentary opposition faction Armenia Alliance calls emergency parliamentary hearing on the issue of demarcation and delimitation. Azerbaijani forces open fire at Armenian positions in the Kerarkunik region, leaving one Armenian soldier dead. As we are recording this podcast, a trilateral meeting is taking place among the leaders of Armenia, Russia, and Azerbaijan in Sochi. Russian President Vladimir Putin held a separate meeting with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev earlier and is expected to meet with Pashinyan later. This was the second face-to-face meeting between Pashinyan and Aliyev after the 2020 Artsakh War. The first one was also mediated by Putin and took place on January 11. Um, it's important to note, Rubina, as you said, the meeting is ongoing at the moment. They had the three leaders had opening remarks and then they are now behind the sort of behind the doors behind closed doors, Close, closed uh, doors talking yes. um, um, but during his opening speech before the start of the actual negotiation process uh, Putin announced that although much has been accomplished over the last year nonetheless issues like border incidents uh, during which people from both sides are killed and wounded are continuing adding that the aim of the meeting today is to try and avoid such incidents again despite the issues um, there has been an absence of a large-scale hostilities, uh, many refugees have been repatriated, and the effective operation of the Russian peacekeeping mission and the Russian-Turkish monitoring center continues to ensure the safety of residents. He also stated that through the activity of the tripartite working group that was set up this, uh, this past January uh, of the deputy prime ministers, it will be possible to break ground on the opening of communication routes in the region. Putin also noted that the aim of today's meeting is to set the groundwork for the revival of the region, and Russia is very much interested in this regard. Maria, I think it's also important to mention that when Putin was speaking and when Aliyev was speaking, they were only mentioning Nagorno-Karabakh and not the uh, situation Mm -hmm. on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border, which is something that Pashinyan only mentioned. Aliyev, in turn, also uh, stated that there have been no serious incidents and intended provocations on the border with Artsakh and Armenia since the end of war, adding that the incidents that did happen did not have systematic nature. According to Aliyev, Azerbaijan has shown a constructive approach towards eliminating the consequences of the war and opening communication routes over the past year. He noted that most of the points of the November 9 agreement have been implemented, and one of the remaining and more important issues was the opening of communication routes in the region. He went on to say that this issue, as well as the demarcation and delimitation of borders, will be discussed today. Um, Aliyev also noted that Azerbaijan has announced many times that it is ready to start this demarcation delimitation process with Armenia. It is ready to sign a peace treaty where the two countries will recognize each other's territorial integrity and start living as neighbors again. And in his opening remarks, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan said it is evident that Russia is playing a key role in the stabilization of the situation in Nagorno-Karabakh and the region. However, the situation in, is not as stable as we would wish it to be. Pashinyan pointed out that since the November 9, 2020 tripartite statement, there has been loss of life from both sides. Incidents continue to take place in Nagorno-Karabakh and the Armenia-Azerbaijan border crisis that began on May 12, when Azerbaijan launched an incursion into sovereign Armenian territory persists. Pashinyan agreed that there is a need to start the process of delimitation and demarcation, however, also pointed out that there are internationally recognized state borders which need to be respected. 
Um, the Prime Minister uh, also said he does not agree with the President of Azerbaijan when the latter says that all issues other than the opening of transportation routes have technically been resolved. Um, Pashinyan added that, uh, you know, the issue of the POWs and other detainees is still a, a high priority uh, for the Armenian side. According to Pashinyan, the unblocking of communication routes is very important for Armenia, and Armenia is ready to start peace talks, but within the OSC Minsk group format. Pashinyan also added that some of the existing issues can be solved in a bilateral format through direct contacts between the officials of Armenia and Azerbaijan. Pashinyan and Aliyev will also meet in Brussels on December 15 within the framework of the Eastern Partnership Summit. Charles Michel, the president of the European Council, said that he had held phone conversations with President Ilham Aliyev and Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan on November 19. The leaders agreed to meet in Brussels to discuss the regional situation. The Armenian and Azerbaijan leaders also agreed to establish a direct line of communication between their respective ministers of defense to serve as an incident prevention mechanism. And this is what also Pashinyan was referring to today when he said direct communication. Right. So just for our listeners, when there is any statement or if there's any news, you can check our social media platforms and we will be advising um, as to what the outcome of this meeting will be. And now on to other news. This week, extra-parliamentary opposition parties and political figures staged protests, acts of civil disobedience and rallies in Yerevan demanding that Nikol Pashinyan reveal the context of negotiations that are going to take place between himself, Aliyev, and Putin. The protesters um, blocked streets. They stopped the metro for several minutes, resulting in the detention of over 20 people. The protest started after the prime minister announced that Russia had offered a new plan for demarcation and delimitation and that Armenia is ready to accept. Parliamentary opposition faction Armenia Alliance called an emergency parliamentary hearing on the issue of delimitation and demarcation. I have the Honor Alliance and extra-parliamentary forces participated in the hearings, while the ruling civil contract party did not. The opposition factions presented a written text in which they called on the government to refrain from any actions that would jeopardize the interests of Armenia and Artsakh and to not separate the delimitation and demarcation issues from the right of self-determination of the people of Artsakh. On November 23, Prime Minister Pashinyan held a two-hour online press conference where he answered questions from the media and civil society. These questions were submitted online. Um, the Prime Minister spoke about the rumored November 9, 2021 meeting that led to much anxiety in Armenian society, confirming that the meeting was delayed once it was revealed that Azerbaijan remained inflexible on the issue of returning POWs. Pashinya stated that the November 26 and December 15 meetings would address this issue. This is what he said during um, that press briefing. He also reaffirmed that the notion of a sovereign corridor that Azerbaijan has been pushing for is simply out of the question. The Prime Minister also announced that according to unverified information, after Azerbaijan's offensive on November 16, Armenia has 32 POWs and six confirmed dead. He stated that details regarding the POWs have yet to be confirmed. Well, on the eve of the November 26 trilateral meeting, Armenia's Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan held a phone conversation with his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. Mirzoyan and Lavrov discussed the implementation process of the November 9 statement and the January 11 um, agreements. Uh, Mirzoyan informed Lavrov about the situation in the region after the November 16 Azerbaijani incursion. The side stressed the importance of resuming the Nagorno-Karabakh peace process um, within the OSC Minsk group format. 
On November 24, Russia's Deputy Prime Minister Alexei Overchuk met with Ilham Aliyev in Baku and Nigol Pashinyan in Yerevan within the framework of a regional visit. No details about the meetings have been made public by either side. Pashinyan and Overchuk discussed Armenia-Russia bilateral relations and the implementation process of the January 11 trilateral statement. Earlier this week, on November 22, Van Hunanyan, the spokesperson of Armenia's foreign ministry, told Azadutyun that Armenia had notified Russia that it was ready to start normalizing relations with Turkey without any preconditions. Two days earlier, Arar Mirzoyan, the foreign minister, had told uh, the French publication Le Figaro that Armenia has always been ready to normalize relations with Turkey without preconditions, but Turkey was tying its relations with Armenia to this so-called Zankezur corridor, which is unacceptable for the Armenian. And during a press briefing on November 25, Russia's foreign ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova confirmed that Armenia has appealed to Russia asking to mediate relations between Armenia and Turkey, adding that Russia is willing to contribute to the normalization of relations between the two countries. She also said that this would contribute to peace and stability in the region. On November 22, Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire in the direction of Armenian positions near Kerarkunik region's Nurabag village, um, as a result of which a conscript soldier was killed. Two days later, the body of a conscript was found at a military post on the northeastern border of Armenia with a gunshot wound to the head. A criminal investigation has been launched to determine and clarify the circumstances of that incident. And today, two Armenian captives were returned. One of them is a conscript who was captured during the November 16 Azerbaijani incursion, and the other one was a citizen of Artsakh who got lost and crossed over into territories controlled by Azerbaijan earlier in the week. Armenia's Ministry of Defense confirmed this information. Also this week, the search operations um, for bodies of soldiers who were killed during the 2020 Artsakh war resumed. Um, uh, this operation had been stopped back in uh, October of this year. Four uh, bodies were retrieved this week, and uh, to date, 1,701 bodies have been retrieved during search operations. And more on regional news. Last week, Georgia's foreign minister announced in parliament that his country will not participate in the 3 plus 3 regional cooperation format, which was Armenia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, plus Russia, Turkey, and Iran. He stated that Georgia has relayed its position to its Turkish, Azerbaijani, and Armenian partners. And on November 22, the Georgian government issued a statement reiterating that what the foreign minister had said. Russia's deputy foreign minister, Andrei Rudenko, told Russia's TASS that uh, the spot for Georgia will remain open in the 3 plus 3 cooperation format uh, for Georgia to join when it decides. This cooperation format has been actively discussed by Russia and Turkey recently. Speaking on the matter, Armenia's prime minister announced during that live press briefing that we've been talking about that for Armenia it is important that the 3 plus 3 cooperation format does not include issues which are being discussed within the framework of other formats, such as the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, which is already on the agenda of the OSCE Minsk Group, or the implementation of the tripartite agreements, which are being discussed uh, at the level of deputy prime ministers of Armenia, Russia, and Azerbaijan. On November 22, Armenia applied to the European Court of Human Rights to ensure respect of the fundamental human rights of Armenian POWs captured during the November 16 offensive launched by Azerbaijan. The Office of the Representative of the Republic of Armenia before the European Court of Human Rights is requesting to implement 
interim measures against Azerbaijan to ensure respect of the captives' rights to life and prohibition of torture envisaged by the European Convention on Human Rights. The following day, the Dutch parliament passed resolutions regarding the situation of Armenian POWs and human rights uh, in Azerbaijan. Um, this was uh, noted in a statement by the Federation of Armenian Organizations in the Netherlands. The first motion relates to an independent investigation of facts in the Armenian-Azerbaijan conflict, and the second motion relates to the lack of human rights, freedom of expression, press freedom, as well as the detention of Armenian POWs in Azerbaijan, demanding the government um, to bear consequences for Azerbaijan in the Eastern Partnership negotiations uh, with Baku. And in other news, Armenia's third president, Ser Sarkisyan, is facing new criminal charges. This time he is accused of taking bribes. In 2018, Silvahan Barsumian, an Armenian businesswoman, told media outlets that in 2008 she had to pay bribes to high-ranking officials so that the government would not create problems for her businesses. After her announcement, former President Robert Kocharyan, the chief of staff Armen Gevorkian, and businessman Samvel Mayrabetian were charged. On November 22, Ser Sarkisyan was also called in for questions questioning he was holding the position of prime minister in Kocharyan's government at the time. And as a reminder, Ser Sarkisyan is currently facing two more criminal charges. He is accused of embezzling state funds, which were allocated to provide fuel for agricultural vehicles. Another criminal investigation is underway in connection with Sarkisyan's frequent flights using the presidential aircraft to Baden-Baden during his presidency for personal purposes. On November 25, Hampartsu Matevosian, who previously served as the governor of Armenia's Armavir region, was appointed as deputy prime minister. As a reminder, the position of deputy PM was left vacant after Suren Babikian was appointed as Armenia's defense minister on November 15, replacing Arshak Garabetian. And now to more local news. During the week's government session on November 25, the Armenian government allocated 13.5 billion Armenian drums to Artsakh. 12 billion drums will be allocated as a loan and 1.5 billion as a donation. The funds are meant to cover November utility fees for the population of Artsakh, as well as to pay salaries, pensions, benefits, etc. And uh, another 400 million Armenian drums were allocated for solving immediate issues related to infrastructure and social needs in the Sunik region, in particular in regard to the construction of new roads following placement of Azerbaijani checkpoints that disturbed the travel between some parts of the area. The government also made amendments to the law on education, uh, according to which principals will no longer be responsible for maintenance issues in their schools. A new position of administrative director will be created, whose job will be to oversee the maintenance of several schools at the same time. Principals will oversee the academic process, and their sole responsibility will be to improve education standards uh, at their respective schools. The Armenian government and the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development signed an agreement on the Yerevan bus project on November 24, according to which Armenia will get a 25 million euro loan for purchasing buses and upgrading the transport network in Yerevan. Another 5 million euro will be allocated by the Eastern Europe Energy Efficiency and Environment Partnership as a grant. After the 2018 revolution, the new leadership of uh, Yerevan, of the municipality, promised to upgrade the transportation system in the capital within two to three years. In 2020, the Yerevan municipality purchased 100 compact class buses, which are fully operational now. In 2021, another 211 um, 8.6 meter long buses were acquired. 
which are not operating yet. And I don't know how those long buses are going to operate on Yerevan's sort of streets. But uh, Yerevan Mayor Haik Marutyan announced back in October that bus drivers, you know, are being trained to use these new buses and expects their training to finish as soon as possible. Also, a Russian company has won the tender to build Yerevan's new metro station in the Achapnyank district. A contract was already signed with the Russian Metro Gipro Trans Company, which is to build the new station. Yervan Mayor Haik Marutian announced on November 24. The project will cost 500 million US dollars. The government has to provide the funds within six months after which construction will begin. The metro in Yervan was built in the 1980s and currently only has one line with nine stops. On November 25, the Armenia Fund hosted the 24th annual International Thanksgiving Day Telethon and raised over $12 million. The theme for this year's telethon was empowering the homeland's remote communities, and it was about raising urgent support for the recovery of um, villages and towns and families that were devastated by the war. Last week, we reported that four new airlines will start operating in Armenia in 2022. One of these airlines, uh, Fly One Armenia, will conduct its first Yerevan Moscow flight on December 15. The air company will also offer flights to Tehran, Lyon, Tel Aviv, and Krasnodar. Uh, all flights will operate from the Zavartnots International Airport. And now to the latest COVID updates. Uh, while daily infection numbers have uh, significantly fallen, with positive tests being less than 10%, the number of daily deaths remains quite high. This week, 247 people died because of COVID-related complications. The vaccination process is going on. Over 20% of the population is now fully vaccinated, while another 38% have already received the first dose. The Polish government has donated uh, over 200,000 doses of AstraZeneca to Armenia. The health minister, Anahit Avanesian announced during this week's government session that the government will develop procedures for administering booster shots also in Armenia, which we were kind of waiting for. Right, right. And uh, Artsakh is also facing, um, you know, challenges with COVID. The daily infection numbers have been growing and the government has decided to go on lockdown until December 24. Well, this is the kind of week we had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend and we will be back again next Friday. Thank you.